0: Welcome to quantum number 155. Let's go straight to South America. Libertad, Libertad! Libertad, the crowd in Havana shouts, or freedom. But while many Cubans feel this in their hearts, it's extremely rare for protesters to take to the streets to give vent to their anger in this one-party communist state. We are here because of the repression against the people. They are starving us to death. Havana is collapsing. We have no house, we have nothing, but they have the money to build hotels and they have us starving. And the response of the president? Blame your overmighty neighbor, just 90 miles to the north, the United States.
1: There will be a revolutionary response, so we call upon all the revolutionaries in the country, all the communists, to take to the streets of any of the places where these provocations are going to take place.
0: For decades... Is it possible we're going to see the end of the Cuban communist regime? Or will they suppress it yet again? you know, for a while, for many of my colleagues at university or friends at university, Cuba was kind of a cool place, and it was great that the communists were in charge. No longer. Same with Venezuela, where after days of conflict between police and gangs from the capital's southwestern Coto 905 district, at least twenty-six people have been killed, including gang members and police officers. Um. There's just a battle royal going on between the gangs. Uh, Again, we pray for South America. And then go over... I'm just going to do some world news things first. In Ethiopia, which we've mentioned several times, the ruling party has won a landslide in a poll that gave them, I think, about 400 out of the 430 seats. So the Prime Minister, Abid Ahmed, is going to stay. Although the war in Tigray, which has caused so much death and destruction, is going against him. And it seems as though the uh, rebels have uh, taken back several of their towns. Let's move over to Afghanistan, where the Brits, the Americans, have finally pulled out. And reports are that 10 cities are about to be overrun by the Taliban. It's not looking good. And let's go further east to North Korea, where it is widely reported that Kim Jong-un is ill and has lost a lot of weight. His sister, Kim Yo-jong, is being lined up to take over. And it's expected that she will take over, that they, they won't there won't be a revolution, there won't be a joining together with South Korea, and that the Chinese will continue to support their ally state. In north korea and that is bad bad news for lots of people but especially for christians and then let's come back and go down to south africa turmoil and anarchy have gripped some of south africa's largest cities
1: and the government has had to respond with armed police and members of the military
0: but the looters and the rioters are fleet of foot and rubber bullets do not seem to scare them Later, we found the South African police minister, Becky Kelly, doing a walkabout through the rubble, but he didn't want to answer our questions. There is serious rioting. At least 72 people have been killed. And I think of this, uh, friends in a Christian centre reported, it is with very sad hearts that we've had to close our centre until further notice. We hope that we'll be able to re Reopen soon, as we're not able to reach the children and their families with food parcels and extra warmth. We cry with our beloved country today. Well, I'll pray for the people of South Africa. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do a few sports things. Um, I love the <laughs> the story of Ash Barty, who won Wimbledon, of course, um, And congratulations to her, and let's not take away from that at all. All So it is a wonderful story. Although, at the same time, there's a Twitter hysteria over Margaret Court, the former Australian winner, who they just want to get her because uh, she's a Christian pastor now, and she's deemed to be homophobic. Then there's the story of Sydney McLaughlin, who she broke the world record in preparation for the Olympics, And again, she's a a Sydney athlete, and uh, she's a very committed Christian, and that's also a lovely story. And I'm going to, I tell you what, I'm going to stick with the Australians. This is Australian sport, because uh, my American listeners maybe didn't hear this. But Australia beat the US at basketball, 91 to 83. Repeat, Australia beat the US at basketball. Amazing. And this is also amazing. I want to say uh, a little bit about the UEFA championships. I got up early and watched Italy, I think deservedly beat England, although I did feel really sorry for England. There's a lot of fuss about racist tweets, but I'm gonna leave that for another day, mainly because I'm looking at it and examining it. And basically the story is not what you hear in the headlines, but I did love this. I, I thought England did so well. I just thought, this is the Three Lions song in Latin. Just enjoy a little bit of Latin. It's not often we get Latin on this uh, podcast. <laughs> Okay, um, let's move away from sport and let's come towards uh, technology. And again, there's so much here, but I really do want to play you this. This is Bill Maher, who is, <laughs> is turning out to be rather brilliant in his critique of his own culture. Just listen to this. Facebook
1: banned any post for four months about COVID coming from a lab. Of course, now even the Biden administration is looking into this. Google, a Wall Street Journal reporter asked the head of Google's health division, notice that they don't do autofill searches for coronavirus lab leak the way they do it for any other question. And the guy said, well, we want to make sure the search isn't leading people down pathways that we would find to be not authoritative information. Well, you were wrong. Google and Facebook, right. we don't know. The reason why we want you is because we're checking on this sh-
0: This dovetails into the monopoly thing, though. If you didn't have such control over, 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 I mean, searches, for example, this yeah. wouldn't be as much of an issue because if you didn't go to Google, you could go somewhere else. And you can go somewhere else, but when you have a market, what, what is it? 90% Google controls on searches? Right. Yeah, I mean, at that point, this is a function of the monopoly. When it becomes the word for doing it, you have a monopoly. Right? Yes, you know. Yeah, and it's like people don't say, "I'm going to
1: Bing something."
0: No. Well, he's so right about Google and Facebook, isn't he? And he's so right about this authoritarianism that's creeping in. And the the, the I don't know who we're speaking with, but the comment there on the monopoly at the end is act, is absolutely correct. This is very, very, very dangerous territory. Now, I was intrigued to see an article by Tim Farron encouraging us in, I think, in Premiere encouraging us all to wear masks because it's what Jesus would do. Well, I'm very reluctant to say things are what Jesus would do. Tim is, of course, presupposing that wearing a mask is the right thing to do, that it's caring, and therefore Jesus does what's right, and Jesus is caring. So that's where he's coming from. But Peter Hitchens, who's also a Christian, had another point of view. This is him on GB News.
1: Uh, There has been only one major randomised controlled trial into the effectiveness of masks, the down mask trial, uh, which went largely unreported by most British media. And what that said was that the difference between those who wore masks and those who did not in actually getting infected uh, was statistically insignificant. So I think you should be a bit less confident about asserting that masks work in themselves. Uh, the, the, others, the, the other s- simple point here that we have to make is that there is a big difference between the loose cloth masks, which are commonly worn by the public, uh, and the, the sort of masks which are worn in hospitals, which are the n 95 type particularly, which costs an awful lot more, which can only be worn once, uh, which if touched while it's being worn becomes useless, uh, and is entirely different, both in nature and use, from the things which are which are being worn.
0: You pay your money and you take your choice. Um, I'll tell you what, let's look at a few ethical issues, maybe political issues. Let's go to Hungary, where the European Parliament has voted in favour of urgent legal action over Hungary's new law banning the depiction of homosexuality to under-18s because the Hungary legislation is deemed to have breached EU values, principles and laws. Yeah. We'll see how that one works out. But I'm my, my sympathy is with hunger in this. Not least when I hear something like this. Now, this is not a parody. This is, well, let's do it first.
2: Just like you worried, they'll change their group of friends. You won't approve of where they go at night to protest. Oh, and you'll be disgusted. When they start finding things online that you've kept far from their sight Like information Guess what? You'll You'll still still be alright! We'll convert your children, yes we will! Reaching one and all, there's really no escaping it Cause even Grandma likes RuPaul And the world's getting kinder Gen Z's gayer than Grindr Learn to love learn to vogue face your will convert your children someone's got to teach them not to
0: hate oh, when i first heard this i thought it was a wind up i thought it was a satirical site i thought it was an alt right thing or an, or a, at least a culture or conservative war thing but it's not it's for real it's actually for real This is the San Francisco gay men's choir singing We will convert your children bit by bit. We have an agenda in all the rest of it. Now, of course, it goes on to say we'll convert them to being tolerant and fair. But those words are meaningless. This is really quite creepy. And it did remind me, as I've mentioned before, of the most disturbing conversation I think I've ever had with a couple of gay activists who told me that they thought that children should be taught to experiment sexually in all different ways. And kind of, I would call it grooming that goes on when um, libraries and schools encourage drag queens to come in and to teach children about sexuality. No, this is not a joke and it's not a matter for satire. And neither is Canada. Canada is becoming possibly the most woke, dysfunctional country in the world. Uh, Now they're coming on to, to maths. I mean, Christians are excluded from public life in some ways. There's the mandating of personal pronouns. There's the churches being burned down, and now, Changes to Ontario's math curriculum have been announced by the Education Minister Stephen Lecce because they are to include a subjective and decolonial approach to mathematics. Uh, and we must get away from mathematics being positioned as an objective and pure discipline. And it goes on, Maths has been used to normalise racism and marginalisation of non-Eurocentric mathematical knowledges. Wow, I wonder what that is. Is there an Asian maths, an African maths? Are they different from other maths? Incredible, absolutely incredible. Teachers will be required to promote cross-cultural learning and human rights to create anti-racist, anti-discriminatory learning environments. Also in Canada, a woman is facing charges after she allegedly sexually assaulted a child in a Toronto park two months ago. Police believe there may be other victims. A six-year-old boy was sexually assaulted. As a result of their investigation, 33-year-old Toronto resident Ruby Eby was arrested on June the 8th. Well, that's the report. Except when you look at the photograph, it's not a woman, it's a man. It's a man saying he's a woman. And this is one of the things that's going to happen, that you're going to find more and more women, inverted commas, being accused of sexual assault and it's not women it's going to really distort the figures all right let's come on to something else um i've just started looking at the subject of ins- ins- influencers uh, i was actually accused of being one this week i'm not but uh here's one called ollie london explaining why he's korean
1: Hypothetically, I feel like my DNA is Korean, even though of course my blood is not Korean, but I feel so attached to that culture. I just feel like my whole life revolves around Korea. I'm absolutely in love with Korean culture. I have the look now. So I was speaking hypothetically with that, but um, of course I know I was born in the UK, but for me, I feel feel more Korean than British.
0: Except he's not Korean, of course. He's English, but he says you can identify as what you want, and he feels like his DNA is Korean, so therefore it must be. Wow. Just absolutely wow. But let's come on to something else. Here's some music from uh, Scott, Australian. Yeah, you know who this band are, surely. That's Bon Scott of course, ACDC, um, what, the original lead singer, died tragically, um, probably because of substance, um, alcohol overuse or whatever in 1980. Um, he's originally from Kitty Muir, near Dundee, uh, came out to Australia and became part of ACDC. Uh, incredible voice, incredible talent and, and an incredibly sad story. A wasted life, an absolutely Wasted unjust. So desperately, desperately sad. But I'm playing him because he would have been 75 this week. And let's stay in Scotland and let's go to politics and the extraordinary story of James Dorney, the SNP MSP, who told Jacob Rees Mogg that you will undoubtedly rot in hell for your policies. Well, apart from the astonishing fact that uh, an MP believes in hell, it's just part of the gutter politics that is enveloping much of Scotland just now. Little wonder that Willie Rennie, the uh, Scottish Lib Dem leader, is leaving. I I know Willie. Uh, I've debated against him. Um, A nice man, uh, I think, an ineffective leader. And uh, although I'm sorry to see him go at one level, the Lib Dems are not what they were when I was uh, a party member, I was, I really was, I was actually. And uh, another story from Scotland is that the SNP government, who are continually complaining about lobbying in London, it's come out that they secretly held hundreds of secret lobbying meetings with business people and mega companies and corporations and so on. Maybe that's what should governments should do, but maybe you shouldn't complain about other governments doing it if you do it yourself. And then swinging over to Australia. In the uh, Western Australia, Mark McGowan, this is a story that I think we will come back to. Um, In Western Australia, we found the Australian Christian lobby have been banned from hiring the Perth Theatre Trust because they were going to use the venue for political meetings. Now, the astonishing thing about this is that they do hold political meetings, but where the content of the event does not represent the views of the West Australian government or the vast majority of Western Australians. Well, how do they know what the vast majority think? And secondly, it's not the job of a government to say we'll only allow government facilities to be used for what the government itself agrees with, not in a democracy anyway. All right, I'm sure those of you who are film aficionados will recognise this. Rocky, of course. Well, the story here is that Rocky, Star Wars, Flash Gordon are all being given higher classification by the censors because uh, the snowflake generation could be upset. The British Board of Film Classification has uprated the films uh, to 12 A, which means that no child under the age of 12 can see the movie. Uh, They say they're simply reflecting changing social standards. it's actually, to be honest, this is largely about cancel culture. So, The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, was originally a PG and it's now been reclassified as a 12A. Be silent. Keep your full tongue behind your teeth. I have not passed through so fire and death to bandy crooked words with a witless worm. Stop. Okay. Let's go on to the church. I've mean, got a lot of clips today, but this is brilliant. I, I think that um, this man, Oz Guinness, it should be listened to a lot more. And, you know, he's spot on. We need social harmony. And we see as Christianity is being withdrawn from societies in Australia, in the United Kingdom, in Scotland, in America, how society is becoming more conflict and less harmonious. Well, listen to what Oz has to say. This is superb. And
1: of course religious freedom is the key to social harmony there has never been any way of bringing together diversity with harmony and yet having liberty diversity harmony liberty all three some countries have two diversity with harmony but coercion the trick is to have all three and to do it you need to have religious freedom
0: And then um, just staying with the church, or at least with theology. David Walliams uh, wrote an article in The Guardian talking about he'd started to read the Bible, but he didn't want to because he flicked through to the end and it wasn't a happy ending. I'm not quite sure what he means by that. Maybe he's referring to the whole book of Revelation. But Revelation 21 and 22 is the happiest ending you could possibly get. Sin defeated. Gone. Healing of the nations restoration, eternal hope. Some of you know and thank you for um, contacting me that my father died last week and that we had the funeral two days ago. I wasn't able to go and um, that's been very distressing. But I know he's at home with the Lord and I know that Revelation 21 and 22 is the happiest ending for him and for all believers. Um, I'm going to do a... a, a for the next few weeks, I've got to look at my top 10 podcasts that I listen to, and I'm going to start with number 10, which is The Free Church's Generation, hosted by my friend David Meredith. Listen to this.
1: Folks, uh, warm welcome again to our latest Generation podcast, the podcast from Scotland, where we talk about mission, where we talk about various aspects of mission. It's a podcast with a difference. Our focus, as I say, is on evangelism and getting the gospel out there. We are not a celebrity podcast. We don't get the big names. However, today we made an exception. We do have a celebrity with us and uh, Kenny McKenzie, all the way from the island of Lewis. Hi, Kenny. How are you? Hi, David. I'm fine. Thank you. And thank you for asking me along today. It's my pleasure. Now, many of our listeners and viewers perhaps wouldn't know um, who you are. Can you just tell us a little bit about you, where you were brought up and how you came to be a Christian? Well, I was brought up on the island of Lewis, uh, a village outside Stornoway called Back, but seven miles from, from the town of Stornoway. My father was a weaver. My mother was was uh, just helping in the home. I have two sisters and one younger brother. My two sisters are older than me. And it was a carefree home. Uh, my mother and father went to church.
0: Now, if you can get that particular uh, one with you know, Kenny McKenzie, McKenzie. definitely go for it. It really is worth it. Um, Generation, I'll maybe write a review of it. I, it. It could do with an improvement in sound quality. Uh, David is an absolutely excellent host and the guests are usually interesting and the subjects discussed are usually done in some depth. And Generally, not always, but generally I find it fascinating and enlightening and helpful, as I hope you do this podcast. So I'm going to love you and leave you. If you want to support us, feel free to go to the Podbean fun page and you can do that. Links to most of the stories here will be on the webpage www.theweeflea.com All ideas and uh, comments are welcome generally, but I'm going to leave you with this lovely, lovely song uh, from the Geddes uh, I can't I don't know, it's not sung by them, I can't remember who it was sung by it was at their conference, but His Mercy is More
2: Praise the Lord His mercy is more Stronger than darkness, new every morn. Our sins, they are many. His mercy is new.
0: That's just a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful hope. And in the midst of good news and bad news and things that would cause us to be discouraged and depressed, isn't it wonderful that God's mercy? is more over all these things that we've been discussing. God bless you and see you next week. Our
2: sins they are many, Blood was the payment. His life was the cost. We stood neath the debt. We could never afford our sins. They are. Made.